John's Gospel, chapter number 1. We'll begin reading in verse number 1. The Bible says, In the beginning was the Word, and the Word was with God, and the Word was God. And the same was in the beginning with God, and all things were made by Him, and without Him was not anything made that was made. In him was life, and the life was the light of men, and the light shineth in darkness, and the darkness comprehendeth it not. There was a man sent from God whose name was John. The same came for a witness to bear witness of the light, that all men through him might believe. He was not the light, but was sent to bear witness of that light. That was the true light, which lighteth every man that cometh into the world. He was in the world, and the world was made by him, and the world knew him not. He came unto his own, and his own received him not. Verse 12, But as many as received him, to them gave he power to become the sons of God, even to them that believe on his name which were born not of blood, nor of the will of the flesh, nor of the will of man, but of God. And the word was made flesh and dwelt among us, and we beheld his glory, the glory as of the only begotten of the Father, full of grace and truth. When we come to John's gospel, we notice that John opens uh, this gospel entirely different uh, from the other three gospels of Matthew, Mark, uh, and Luke. John does not open his by presenting Christ as the son of David, nor as the uh, son of man, but here we notice that John opens uh, his gospel as declaring God, uh, Jesus Christ, to be the son of God. John here in verse number one takes us back to the beginning. When we read, in the beginning was the Word, and the Word was with God, and the Word was God. John takes us here in John chapter one, verse number one, all the way back past Genesis chapter one, verse one. And he shows us that the Lord Jesus Christ, he had no beginning. The beginning of our Lord Jesus Christ did not begin in a little town called Bethlehem. Uh, the life of our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ did not begin in the womb of the Virgin Mary. For in John chapter 17 and verse 5 we read, And now, O Father, this is Jesus praying, And now, O Father, glorify thou me with thine own self, with the glory which I had with thee before the world was. So before Genesis chapter number one and verse one, John takes us back farther than that and shows us that our Lord had no beginning. In verse number one, we read those three words in the beginning. It does not matter how smart an individual is tonight or how uh, much their IQ may be, man's mind is unable to comprehend in the beginning. We just got to trust that 
the Lord has no beginning, that he is uh, no doubt the self-existing one. He was not uh, formed uh, in a relationship, uh, but he always existed. The Bible tells us in verse number 14 of John chapter 1, and the word, which is Christ, was made flesh and dwelt among us, and we beheld his glory, the glory of the only begotten of the Father, full of grace and truth. I want to look here tonight and think about what Christmas is really all about. It's not a gift under the tree tonight. Uh, It's not about giving one a gift or even receiving a gift that can be purchased a at a store, but what Christmas is all about is the greatest miracle of all that Jesus wrapped himself in flesh and came into this world for one purpose, and that is to die for mine and your sins. And here, John, uh, here in detail, describes the incarnation of Christ. And if it was not for the incarnation of Christ, Christ wrapping himself in flesh and uh, and coming into this world and dying on the cross for our sins and was buried and the third day rose again and sitting on the right hand of the Father tonight, there would be no hope for you and me. But friend, we can say tonight that Jesus Christ did wrap himself in flesh. He was born of a virgin, laid in a manger in Bethlehem, and he did die and he was buried and he did rise again. So let's look tonight in verse number 14 of the incarnation of Christ. First of all, we want to notice his deity, the deity of Christ here in this verse number 14. It said, and the word was made flesh. Here in verse number 14, we uh, can see the deity of Christ. First of all, that he was very God. For notice here in the Bible in verse 14, and the word, a capital W, that refers to God, that refers to Christ. And the word that here his deity shows that he was very God. And notice what it says was made flesh. That shows the deity of Jesus was no doubt very God, but he was also very man. As well, as we said earlier, he was not formed in a relationship, for he is the self-existing one. The prophet said, Isaiah chapter 7, verse 14, says, Therefore the Lord himself shall give you a sign. Behold, a virgin shall conceive and bear a son and shall call his name Emmanuel. He was not conceived uh, by Mary and Joseph's actions, but he was conceived by the Holy Ghost of God. The Bible tells us in verse number 20 of Matthew 1, but while he thought on these things concerning Joseph, behold, the angel of the Lord appeared unto him in a dream, saying, Joseph, thou son of David, fear not to take thee Mary, thy wife, for that which is conceived in her is of the Holy Ghost. You think about this tonight, that Jesus uh, put himself in a seed form and and planted himself in the very womb of Mary and was born in Bethlehem to redeem me and you from our sins. So his deity in verse number 14, that he was where he and the word was made flesh. God became flesh. The Bible said in the beginning was the word. 
we notice that here, that Christ, here in the Word, was made flesh and dwelt among us. We see here that Jesus Christ, he always was. He always is. He always will be. He holds supreme authority. He will always be unmoved, unchanged, undefeated, but never undone. He holds supreme authority. Look at verse number three. And all things, all things were made by him. And without him was not anything made that was made. I want to add a little bit here, a little thought. Without him, can you imagine my life tonight and your life tonight if we did not have him? Without him, our life would be a wreck. But I'm thankful with him, he brought life unto our soul. He blessed us beyond measure because of him. So, we notice here he was God, he is God, that became man. The Bible tells us in Hebrews chapter number 4 and verse number uh, 15, we looked at this before, for we have not a high priest which cannot be touched with the feelings of our infirmities, but with all points tempted like as we are, yet without sin. You go through the Gospels tonight. You just look in John's Gospel tonight in John chapter 4. We see that Jesus was wearied with his journey. He was 100% man as well as God. In John chapter 11, Jesus wept over a friend, Lazarus. In John chapter 19, Jesus thirsts there on the cross of Calvary. While he was no doubt 100% man, that God, that 100% God too, died and carried our sin on the cross. And he knows tonight our every burden, our every trouble, and our every trial. And he's here to help us. We notice his deity. But then notice here in verse number 14 tonight, we notice his deity and the word. He was God, was made flesh. He was man. And then we notice his dwelling. Notice what it says in verse number 14. And dwelt among us. Now that word translated dwelt means a tent or a tabernacle. So Christ came. The Word became flesh. The Word was made flesh and dwelt. In other words, to set up a tent or a tabernacle in the soul of men and to reveal God in mine and in your life. In verse number 18, we go down just a few verses. The Bible says, No man hath seen God at any time. The only begotten Son, which is in the bosom of the Father, he hath declared him. That word declare means to tell out. Christ came and dwelt among us. He set up his tent or his tabernacle among us. And he came to tell out about the Father. Christ came for one reason and for one reason only, and that was to seek and to save sinners. The Bible tells us in First Timothy chapter number 1, verse number 15, Paul writes, This is a faithful saying, 
and worthy of all acceptation that Christ Jesus came into the world to save sinners of whom I am chief. Of whom I am chief. I had one ask me this week, why did Jesus come born of Mary? Why did why did God give us Jesus? Well, friend, it's for one reason and for one reason only. It ain't for us to have our best life now or to or necessarily prosper in wealth in this world or live a luxurious life. That ain't why Jesus came to this world. He came to this world for one reason and for one reason only, and that is to save man from their sins. And without Jesus Christ, man will forever be unforgiven, lost in their sins. But I'm thankful this this time of year we can celebrate not only time with family and friends, but we can celebrate that we've got a relationship with the best gift of all, and that is Jesus Christ. So Jesus came and dwelt among us. He set up his tent or his tabernacle among men uh, to reveal God, to reveal the Father in our life and to seek and to save sinners. He came into the world, Paul said. Jesus came into the world to save sinners of whom I am chief. We notice here in verse number 14 of John chapter Number one, we notice his incarnation, that the word was made flesh and he dwelt. He set up his tent or his tabernacle among us. Then we back up to verse number 13. We notice the salvation of God, the salvation of our Lord Jesus Christ. Notice here what it says, which were born. Salvation tonight is a new birth. But notice we go on to read verse number 13, not of blood nor of the will of man, or nor of the will of the flesh, nor of the will of man, but of God. We notice that John goes in detail in verse number 14 about the incarnation of Christ, his deity. But in verse number 13, John deals with the salvation of Christ. Why did Jesus come into the world to seek and to save sinners? Paul said to save sinners of whom I am chief. Well, how does a sinner tonight get saved by God's amazing grace? Well, I want to tell you tonight, John goes in detail in verse number 13, why it is Jesus came into the world and what he set forth in his salvation. First of all, we know that salvation is not of blood. Well, what's that mean? What's that mean tonight? Well, for regeneration tonight does not run in the veins of men. You hear people of night having different kind of symptoms or different kind of sicknesses in their life that's, uh, that is uh, that comes from family members passing it down through them. Some may have high blood pressure tonight because their mother or father has it. Uh, tonight or some may have heart problems or whatever the situation is and it's hereditary it passes down from generation to generation to generation well friend and not salvation is not that way it does not pass down it does not pass down in generation tonight for it is not of blood you cannot inherit salvation then notice here we notice that john said in verse number 13 nor of the will of the flesh. The will of the natural man is opposed to God. 
He has no will or desire for God until he is born again. For we were shaping in iniquity, the Bible tells us, and you and I, you and I was controlled by iniquity. Notice here what it says, not of the will of not nor of the will of flesh, nor of the will of man in verse number thirteen. Salvation does not come by the pressure of family and friends. You, you and I, you and you and even I tonight cannot pressure no one into true, true it is, true salvation. However, there is something you and I can do tonight. That is, we can pray God will save our friends and our family. Notice here with me in verse number 13 of our text tonight. Which were born... Salvation is a new birth. Jesus told Nicodemus, you must be born again. But here in verse number 13, we notice here that salvation is not of blood, nor of the will of the flesh, nor of the will of man, but salvation tonight. Here it is in verse number 13, but of God. Jesus came into the world for one reason, and that is to save me and you from our sins, to have a true relationship, true salvation with Jesus Christ, but of God. Salvation is of the Lord. The new birth, the new birth. Salvation is a divine work from God, and it is only accomplished by the Holy Spirit applying the Word of God to the heart of man. John chapter number 6 and verse number 44, the Bible tells us, in John 6, verse 44, Jesus said, No man can come unto me except the Father which sent me draw him, and I will raise him up at the last day. I'm thankful tonight for the incarnation of Christ. For if it was not for the incarnation of Christ, his, his, his deity and his dwelling among us, you and I wouldn't know what salvation is all about. I'm thankful this Christmas season, this Christmas day that is approaching us real soon tomorrow will be Christmas Eve, Friday Christmas Day. Let's don't take it for granted what God has blessed us with, with that greatest gift of all, the Lord Jesus Christ. And remember, the best gift that you'll find this year is not under a tree but it hung on a tree over 2,000 years ago, and he took mine in your place, and that is Jesus Christ. And you can trust him today. You can ask him to save you today, and he will. Lord, let us pray. Lord, we thank you for another night, another opportunity, Lord, just to preach the gospel. Lord, I ask you, Lord, that you touch us tonight, Lord, touch all your people, Lord, uh, out there, Lord, just to magnify you. Lord, be like the wise men. Lord, worship you this Christmas day, this Christmas season. Lord, we ask you, Lord, to touch all those tonight that does not know you. Lord, that you draw them unto salvation. In Jesus' name we do pray. Amen.